Hey, uh, thanks for listening to the Nick and Big J podcast. We appreciate it. And you know what? It's brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been in an accident, well, call The Advocates. 208-471-4444. Decided to sleep in? Missed your favorite morning show? Yeah, don't worry. It's the Morning After Podcast with Nick and Big J. Presented by Treasure Valley Subaru, Idaho Center's premier pre-owned superstore. With their pre-owned personal shopper, your requests will be personally handled by their team of salespeople, sales managers, and vehicle buyers, meaning you got someone looking out for you the whole way. And with Easy Peasy Loan Approval, they've got you taken care of in a way that doesn't require a social security number or trigger a credit inquiry. So go check them out, Treasure Valley Subaru at the Idaho Center. Now, for Nick and Big J. Take it away, boys. Yeah, and welcome to the morning after with Nikki Big J. Here we sit on a Wednesday morning, the ninth day of September, excuse me, the seventh day of September 2022. Apparently, I would like to fast forward a couple of days in the month. I'm not sure why. I've got absolutely nothing to look forward to outside of football. So well, I'm we not got sure. the corn and evanescence. Yeah, that's true. But what I'm saying is like that, I, I, I'm just saying like for me, that's... That's what I'm looking forward to. And I'm not sure why I want it to be done, because that means I would have also missed a game, which is not on my agenda to do. I want to watch the opener on Thursday. I'm sorry. It's tomorrow. Thing? I know. And hey, listen, while we're talking football, a quick shout out to dun, 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 dun. the ex-listeners who uh, continue to jump through hurdles through for us on a regular basis. We, we tasked the people that got selected in the morning after Fantasy Football League to please be in the league. Uh, by the time the show starts today so that we can make sure it's full and we're good to go. And none of them have signed up. <laughs> no, every single oh, one of them did. It's weird. The, the, I know. Like, usually we have a straggler or two that we have to try to chase down. Didn't happen yesterday. Everybody was on their A game. So we appreciate that. The league is full. We will do the draft tonight at 7 o'clock. And I believe the order is, like, picked, like, an hour before because it's all randomized by NFL.com. We don't go in there and mess with the draft order because I don't feel like that's uh, a right thing to do. We would if we were doing a live draft. But because it's online, right. I'm just going to let the computer do what the computer does. And we'll go from there. And so I won't be able to develop any kind of strategy until, like, an hour before. But I'm ready. I'm, I'm in a take-no-prisoners type attitude here. Yeah. You've I've already won. done a draft. I have already done a draft. I'm very so happy I, with the team that I have, which is always a terrible sign. And we'll see what ends up happening I, going forward. I haven't done any drafting at all yet this year. So None, huh? Did you I'll, even like, do like, a mock one? No, I, maybe I will today. But t- I have two tomorrow, an hour apart. Uh, that would be tonight, so, uh Oh, yeah, tonight. You're right. <laughs> well, I mean, now, we I'm, I, boy, boy, you just really messed me up. <laughs> I mean, tonight I've got two. I better get going. Uh, so now I've got to set a reminder on my phone to text you like 15 minutes no, before the draft. No, that would be the best if I didn't show up for that. Come on. No, you know I wouldn't let you do that because you would get angry at me. Somehow that would be my no, fault. No, I, I would be great if you'd be one less person. You're like, have... really? You didn't say anything? Well, the big the big pain in the ass in that is the full time on the clock. Yeah, well, Waiting I mean, someone to auto I think once it's set to auto pick, it will it will go not like oh, the whole time. I think it takes like thirty seconds off, but hopefully everybody shows up on their schedule to tonight, and we don't have to learn that the hard way. Yeah. Uh, so then, of course, you'll get the recap tomorrow on today's show. Big J has a movie review for you. Forces, or excuse me, Force, Force of, of Nature. Nature 
is the movie he watched on Amazon Prime. He'll let you know if it's any good. We also have an opportunity for you to go to that Corn and Evanescence show that Big J was talking about is happening on Saturday at the uh, the beautiful Idaho Center, uh, the, the the amphitheater out there. So we are looking forward to that show as well and some additional cool stuff. But we got to play some music on this show. Let's kick things off with probably the highlight of the Taylor Hawkins tribute when they perform this song live. It's the Foo Fighters, My Hero, on the morning after on the X. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Been a while since we checked in on gas prices here in the Treasure Valley, and thanks to our friends over at Gas Buddy. Hi, Gas Buddy. The average cost of gas in Boise has fallen about seven cents per gallon in the last week. We are down to four fifty-nine per gallon, according to the new report. Now, the national average has declined for twelve straight weeks, which is the longest since two thousand eighteen. Could soon eclipse that mark if we see two more weeks of decline. Although that's going to be challenging because uh, OPEC made the decision to cut oil production yesterday, so we'll see how that all pans out. But the price of gas in Boise is about uh, 27 cents gallon less than it was a month ago, but still 71 cents higher than it was a year ago. Uh, diesel also declined by two cents nationally in the last week, but still costs a little over five dollars per gallon. Cheapest station in Boise, 4.39 per gallon for regular unleaded. Most expensive, 5.29 per gallon. That's according again to gas buddy but we're again headed in the right direction so uh we're gonna don't worry we'll find something else to bitch and complain about that's what we do yeah just pivot to whatever next thing is bothering all of us and we want to be upset about but still it's fairly hot i mean let's not kid ourselves but it's nice to see it going down i like that more than going up agree or disagree well yeah of course uh, I'm not sure what took so long, but the Pittsburgh Steelers have decided they're going to retire Franco Harris's number 32 during a celebration of the Immaculate Reception. It's the 15th anniversary of that ridiculous play. The former running back's number will be retired at halftime in the tw- December 24th game against the Oakland Raiders, excuse me, the Las Vegas Raiders. On the day before the actual anniversary, which happened on December 23rd, 1972, the play, uh, so the Steelers are going to hold the ceremony at 3.29 p.m. on the marker outside the stadium in the exact spot where Harris made the legendary catch. That's the idea. And they'll finally get a chance to retire that number, and number 32 will hang from the rafters, and nobody in Pittsburgh Steelers history will be able to wear that number again. I thought, quite frankly, that he already had the honor done because he was such a staple of that organization, but apparently not. So there's that. Now we know what Nick Cage is up to, Big J. Always feels good to keep tabs on our buddy. And apparently he is going to star with Joel Kinnaman in a brand new movie called Sympathy for the Devil. Is it based on the Rolling Stones song? No. Uh, It basically is a film that follows a character known as the Driver, who's going to be Joel Kinnaman, who finds himself in a game of cat and mouse after being forced to drive a mysterious man around known only as the Passenger, who will be Nick Cage. And my guess is uh, that's pretty much like driving Nick Cage anywhere. (laughs) It would probably be weird and uncomfortable and you wouldn't know what's going on, but I'm guessing there's probably a little bit more uh, dangerous things at stake in this particular movie. Don't know if it'll get a theatrical release. I'm not sure if this is the full Nick Cage renaissance where that's going to happen, but uh, we do know at least he has signed on to the project. Joel Kinnaman's got, you know, a little bit of cred, so maybe it will go to the the big screen, but I'm not exactly sure. How did that, uh, did you ever end up seeing that movie where he plays himself? No, I have not yet. I haven't either. Is it available streaming anywhere? Do you know? Uh, for free, like on your regular streaming thing? Not yet. Yeah. 
Uh, it's like one of those things where you have to like pay nineteen dollars to see it at home to buy it or yeah. rent it. You okay. can rent it for like three ninety nine. Oh, that ain't bad. Maybe it's worth a shot. I've heard good things, but I have not had a chance to see that. That got a theatrical release, and I'm not sure it made a whole hell of a lot of money, but maybe made its money back because it didn't cost too much money to, I guess, produce it in the first place, and so that's good. But I always like seeing Nick Cage working, and believe me, he's always working. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine there on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And don't ever let it be said that I don't pat you on the back when you deserve it, Big J. Well done for being ahead of the curve and doing something the right way. And this is the least according to science. And no, this is not a bad thing, oh, man. This I is, was just waiting for a shoe to drop. No, no or, shoe to drop. Oh, okay. This is legitimate well done because you and I have talked about this before. Uh, while you are late to the party coming in to see the benefits of it, uh, lately you have been at least not necessarily somebody that regularly does this, but an advocate for naps. Agree or disagree, Big J? Oh, yeah, sure. You have come around on napping, and you and I have talked several times about how long you like to nap because you feel like if you you nap too long that is detrimental to your sleep pattern and all that kind of stuff and it throws things off and you like to take a nap of about what big j probably 45 minutes boom uh, ideal uh i for some reason i thought you gave me a number less than that so now i'm gonna have to take back my congratulations uh because uh, science says the best time to nap is between 1 p.m and 4 p.m during the day which i believe is your prime Three nap hours time. no 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 oh. that's when you're supposed to take the okay nap, yeah that, that fits uh, but it's supposed to be anywhere from 20 to 40 minutes. Is oh, the I'm five game. minutes outside. I'm just Big saying, deal. that's a sweet spot. Uh, and uh, and listen, if we're not, we're ending to nothing if not accurate. And so, uh, you know, you're supposed to take, uh, for some reason I thought you told me it was like a half an hour. And if it's anything more than that, it becomes something that where you don't like it. You wake up groggy and it's not a good thing. Uh, but about 20 to 40 minutes of a nap is what you're supposed to take in order to give you that energy boost to get you through your day and hopefully help you feel a little better when it's time to sleep at night. Uh, and if you go longer than that, that's when you start to mess around with your sleep cycle and things like that. So 20 to 40 minutes is where you want to be for nap time. I was just having a conversation with my son over the weekend about the benefits of napping and how, like, you know, it's one of those deals where when you're a kid, you you love naps and you take them, and then you reach this age where you're like, I'm not a baby anymore, I don't need a nap, and you hate naps and anything that has to do with it for a good majority of the younger part of your life. And then at some point, I feel like maybe you're... 40 maybe even 35 and also depending on your work and what you do and your schedule you start to realize what an idiot your younger self was and how fantastic naps can be if they're used in the correct way sure uh let's see since uh you know uh, vacation and being sick and then throw on top of this now the holiday i haven't done any naps but um you know um, next week we'll we'll begin to nap time where i'll probably start to get tired because you know <laughs> if I, I slept a lot over the weekend so it's going to catch up to me. I know they say that's not how it works, but I don't believe them. Uh, well, I mean, listen, you make your own schedule, if anything else. And so, you know, uh, there are outliers for every single scenario. And uh, we have discussed that before as well. And right now, if I take a nap, that takes away, you know, 45 minutes or, or however long of uh, Grand Theft Auto Online grinding. That well, I can't do. Obviously, you have your priorities. I got to make my mills. Morning after with Nick and Big J. We've got a movie review coming from Big J next on the X Rocks. <laughs> 
Yesterday, right around this time, you guys collectively selected a movie for Big J to watch and review as we did a little thing called Streaming Dumbass. That movie was called Force of Nature. It is on Amazon Prime. Big J watched it. Who's in it? What's it about, Big J? Well, let's see. Let's start with uh, this is a crime story around a hurricane. We've all been there. Yeah. uh, I mean, listen, I saw Hard Rain once. I don't need to see it again. Ever. That's one of the reasons why I don't like these movies. Hard Remember Rain. Hard Rain? Yeah. Morgan, Morgan Freeman, Freeman, Christian Keanu Slater. Oh, okay. I thought it was Keanu Reeves. So terrible, man. Um, anyways, uh, so uh, that's what you have here. This uh, setting is Puerto Rico and um, uh, the Kirk... Hurricane uh, Contessa, I think, maybe was what it was called. The, the big hurricane that happened a couple years ago is the setting for this. Uh, starring in this movie is Mel Gibson. Uh, you've got Emil Hirsch, uh, Kate Bosworth, David Zayas, and uh, those are your main players there. Uh, basically, what happens is it, it, it's a movie about... Um, some people who don't want to leave their building, who don't want to evacuate. Uh, Mel Gibson is one of those. He's a retired cop. He's pretty sick. Uh, his daughter is a doctor and is kind of taking care of him. And you've got some other characters in this building. But what's also happening at the same time is this guy, David Zayas, he's, uh, he's trying to steal some art. Um, and, and he finds out that somebody in this building's got a lot of art. Uh, and so there you go. It's an art heist <laughs> set in... A hurricane. Okay. And then Emil Hirsch is a police officer, uh, and his partner, who is, uh, let's see, played by, well, she's not coming up here. Um, she, her, and his, uh, her part, him and her, her partner, uh, they are tasked with going to uh, help make sure these people evacuate okay. this building. And so they get there, and that's when all heck starts to break loose. And then it's just. Uh, boy, there's too much going on. I mean, there are some moments where, hey, listen, this is a pretty, there's some. There's some pretty good bones for a good movie here, and there's some good performances, not by Mel Gibson. I mean, he's got a terrible accent in this, and it just doesn't go well for him. And and then, uh, but what Hirsch, accent does he have? He's trying to do like I, I think it's like a New York accent. It's okay, just, it just didn't really come off very well, <laughs> and he should stick to directing at this point. And then uh, Neil Hirsch is pretty good in this. Kate Bosworth is good. David Zayas. So you've got the bones of working of a good movie. It's just too much stuff and too many weird things happening here, uh, and it just gets uh, kind of dredged dredged down a little bit. And uh, is it the greatest viewing for a movie? All right, so so not approved. It is not a force of nature for me. It was a force of pain in the ass. Gotcha. Well, was it at least short? Um, it could not have been short enough. I see. It was so, that bad. Huh? I think it was uh, an hour. It was an hour and a half. Well, yeah, that's standard movie. But size. It w- if it had been an hour long, that would have been too long. <laughs> All right. So it, it's it's clearly a B movie with some A talent in there, but just not doing their best work, and it's not worth your time. Is what you're telling. There you go. Uh, so Big watch J hard rain. says you can skip Force of Nature, which I'm guessing by now you probably already have, but it's not worth seeking out and enjoying because there's nothing there. So skip that movie. It is not Big J approved. Here's traffic. We will swing inside. Are you thinking you're over natural disaster movies as a whole? Oh, yeah, sure. Is that what it is? Sure. Because, I mean, it doesn't sound like it. I mean, how much does the role of the hurricane itself play in the movie? It sounds like it's more of an art heist movie than anything else. I mean, yeah, but it is because it brings up, you know, a natural kind of um, problems that, that you have to get around. It's, it's, I think it's an easy scapegoat for bad writing. 
I'm wondering so, if like they're. It sounds like they're. It's ju- they're just using it as a device to keep everybody in this building. Yes, is what it sounds like, right? Yes. It's not an actual playing yep. a part in the actual heist itself. Like they're not, somebody's not using it to their advantage, and like yes, using exactly. the powers of the hurricane. Okay, well that makes a little bit more sense. Still, I mean, art heist movies, I believe, need to go away. <laughs> I don't know why. I just find art heist movies the tedious. I'm in. Uh, how about we check out? News today. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Here to help you feel old, Big J. Guess what celebrates its 10-year anniversary this month? Oh, boy. I don't know what. The app Tinder, which seems like there's no way it's been around a decade, but it apparently has. It's still the most popular dating app out there. And it's now officially allowed you to swipe right or left on potential partners for a full decade. And now you've got the tips to make your dating profile the best it can possibly be. Uh, If you have a dog or an Apple product in your photos, it apparently increases your likelihood of getting a match. Because dogs and Apple products are one and the same, of course. However, overly sexy photos and direct pickup lines apparently not as successful as you would think they might be. Hmm. For guys, uh, it is advisable to keep your shirt on in photos, which is always good advice for me. And if you want, (laughs) ladies, uh, taking a selfie from an above angle can apparently help boost your chances to get swiped. But I've always, I mean, like, I don't have a whole lot of experience in the dating app world, um, so I can't pretend to be an expert. But I, I would always think that, I mean, while... Maybe there's a chance for a potential match. Isn't the likelihood of you putting up some sort of facade on these particular profiles a quick way for whatever you're doing to never last? Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're taking special angles or posting special photos or putting up some sort of fakeness in order to get swiped right, how likely is that relationship going to build on if it's uh, it's kind of on a foundation of lies already, as it were? But listen, man, you do you, and if it gets you laid, more power to you, I suppose. But uh, I don't know the secrets. All I know is what the good people over at Tinder tell me works more than others. So, happy decade, Tinder, question mark. And may it be kind to you and your family. Major League Baseball was asked by the Players Union yesterday to voluntarily accept the union and also be the bargaining agent for minor league players. Bruce Mayer is the executive director of Major League Baseball's Players Association, and they just launched the minor league union drive late last month and sent a letter and claimed the majority of minor leaguers had signed authorization cards. If the Major League Baseball units collectively don't voluntarily accept the union, uh, apparently it would allow the union to file a petition to the Labor Relations Board asking for a union authorization election. And then, you know, you've got the minor leagues also being unionized, which is probably something that they collectively could use. Because if you have, if you ever do a deep dive into how much money minor leaguers are making and how they're living their lives, it, it's not a pleasant existence. No, it's not pretty. For the most part. And, uh, and you know, they're playing a game that they love, granted, for a living, but they really are making a living wage, most of them anyway. And, you know, they are all living with people that voluntarily open up their homes to them and all sorts of stuff. And some of the living conditions aren't exactly the best. And so having a union that can see to a little bit better care of these particular people that are probably working the most, quite frankly, of anybody in the baseball system is maybe a good thing. We'll see what Major League Baseball does heading forward. 
Big J, I'm not sure whose idea was to turn Jerry Seinfeld into a model, but it's not working out for him online. What? The comedian uh, took a couple of pictures to be the, I guess, the face of some sort of designer called Keith's Fall 22 campaign. And, you know, Jerry Seinfeld's a 60-year-old dude. And they got him all dressed up in some uh, questionable-looking outfits. And so... Uh, Russell, Russell Athletic is involved in it, and then a couple of other original, I guess, developers are. Uh, New Balance is involved, which makes sense for his age bracket. Uh, but uh, some of the, the outfits are not exactly becoming, nor do they look like something Jerry Seinfeld would wear on a regular basis. But I think that's the part right there. This is, I mean, the, the, the clothing themselves, nothing wrong. It's just not what you would typically see Seinfeld. No, you don't. First of all, Jerry Seinfeld's not a model. I mean, he's certainly a recognizable commodity, which is nice when you're looking to get something out there, the word. But uh, I'm not sure whose idea was to put Jerry Seinfeld in a bunch of clothes. Like, you know, it's, nobody goes, man, you know what? I, whose style I want to steal? Jerry Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. Guy's got his finger on the pulse. I'm a model. What's the deal with that? I mean, come on. The fashion world. But it's out there, and he's getting roasted for it, of course. So uh, maybe his publicist should have thought twice before accepting that deal. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the 7 o'clock Nick and Big J on 100.3 The X Rocks. Begin with a statement. Probably never a quote-unquote good time to get carjacked. No, you're right. I can certainly say that there are less optimal times than others to be carjacked. And today's story comes to us from Brazil. Uh, As you know, most European and foreign countries really have a thing called CCTV. Yes, Big J? Yeah. And pretty much everything that happens on the streets is being filmed by some sort of closed uh, caption kind of television our closed circuit television uh, kind of feed that is making sure things are going as they're supposed to be going, or if things go awry, they've got some sort of video evidence of it, and that's how we get this story. There is a car that is seen kind of getting walked up on by three people that are all covered up, but they clearly see something going on in the car and decide this is the car they're going to steal. It is because... We know the story is a bad one about carjacking because there were a couple people inside that car, Big J. Oh, no. Young lovers, if you will. You understand what I'm saying? Ah, yeah. They were having kind of like a steamy sex sesh in the backseat of their vehicle. Yeah, you get it. Uh, When three thieves ran up and pried the doors open to find them kind of in the middle of getting it on. Uh, So what did they do, Big J? They had weapons. They were then able to force the couple out of the car, uh, left them on the street completely nude, as they took off with the vehicle. Now, uh, a nearby surveillance camera, of course, captured the entire thing on film. But again, these these perpetrators were pretty well covered up. And, of course, the witnesses to the carjacking did not have, you know, they were kind of, I guess, uh, distracted at the time. It all happened pretty quick. Even if you see the footage, it's like, you know, they roll up on this car. They open up the back seats. They drag the two naked people out of it. Next thing you know, they're driving away in the car and two naked people are left in the middle of the road. Yep. Which is not a good place to be. You have to figure things out pretty quickly. And they did. They were able to get help, but the car is still missing and the perpetrators are still being looked for. So uh, keep this in mind. It was also on like a a fairly, I'm not going to say busy road, but I mean like there were multiple cars parked on this road. It was like a three-way kind of or a four-way kind of street. 
And so there were a lot of stuff going on. So I'm sure there was some sort of kink involved of getting it on in public that also played a bit of a role in this particular story. So a reminder that, you know, there are good times and bad times to get it on and maybe... Yeah, I don't know what's worse, though. Car stolen or they didn't get to finish. I'm not saying they didn't finish, Big J. It's pretty clear. It is Brazil. Then, yeah, even if they were in the middle of the street, they were going to do what they were there to do. But they are sans vehicle now. And also a place that they decided to get it on. And their clothes were also in that car. So probably phone, wallet, all sorts of stuff, I'm guessing, that were in there as well. But now everybody is looking for the carjackers that, you know, again, picked a not optimist time for somebody to be missing everything that they own. Head on a swivel, everybody, even if you're in the middle of the act. Just a reminder. Morning after. I don't know know if I agree with that statement. What are you saying? You should be caught. Yeah, yeah. Well, maybe not doing it again in the backseat of your vehicle on a street with the doors open is the smartest way to go. There you go. How about you be prepared when heading into that particular situation, or at least better prepared, so that you don't find yourself in the middle of the street fully new. (laughs) Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your We're Going to Hell story. It is the X Rocks. That's our friends in Royal Republic. That is Baby here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J here on 100.3 The X Rocks. Been wanting to talk about this for a while, but I it always is in the back of my mind because I don't get out there as much as I used to since I moved back to Meridian. I'm talking about the Boise Spectrum, Big J. Oh, yeah. It's a nice place to hang out. It's got a lot of really cool things in and around that particular area. Of course, the IMAX Theater is there. It's a great place to go check out a movie and hang out. And they also have the Chow Marketplace there. Are you familiar with it, Big J? No. Uh, The Chow Marketplace is the equivalent of uh, the food court that they have at the Spectrum. If you go in there, remember where they used to have the, uh, the video game place where they had all the video games set up over there? Yeah. Now, if you walk into it, it's kind of like like the, again, it's called the Chow Marketplace, but it's also kind of like a food court area. There's some seating there. There's a bunch of different restaurants. There's also a couple of gift shops that are kind of lined up around in there. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. And so there's a lot of places that you can go and things that sometimes ro- rotate through there. And it's a place that I used to go to a couple of times because they have, I believe it's called Louisiana Soul Bayou there, which is soul food. And I absolutely love, I have a weakness for soul food. I think it's fantastic and I love it and they make really, really good stuff there. And so I've been there several times, but what I did not know is back in May, they opened up a new restaurant inside this Chow Marketplace, and I want to thank a listener to The Morning After, Stephen, for bringing this to our attention, but there is a restaurant inside there. Do you know what it's called? Yeah, yeah, because you brought this to my attention. Yeah. I was like, what? And and uh, I went and looked up on uh, chowboise.com. Okay. And, uh, you know, the second thing here is... Uh, Nick and Jay's Burgers and Hot Dogs. Yeah, there's a restaurant called Nick and Jay's. Now they now to to their credit, they don't spell it the way either of us spell our names. Like Nick is N I C K, and then it's N like the letter N, and then Jay's. But you know, we have just celebrated our 15th anniversary in this town, right? As Nick and Big J, and the morning after, and somebody was like, "Did you guys open up a restaurant?" And uh, we have no, to. No, you make would it- know all about. It's all we would talk it's about. All we would talk about. <laughs> Believe you me, it would take over the show if either one of us have ever opened up a restaurant. So it is not affiliated with the show in any way, shape, or form, or either of us. But then my follow-up to that is, hey. Why the hell not? 
Why isn't yeah. it affiliated with Nick and Big J? A, a, a an institution yeah, that where's has the been, more th- morning after burger I has mean, been here for 15 years. <laughs> we need to we need to go have lunch there, and we need to wear our morning after with Nick and Big J shirt. They won't care. But I, I will say this: I mean, uh, I do think it's cute and quite the coincidence. And you know, it did open up there, I believe, in May, from what, the research that I have found. It has been opening. I opened in that particular child marketplace. I have not had a chance to go there yet, but I do want to open it up and say, hey, listen, anybody that has, is it any good? Is it enough for us to start, you know, going, hey, maybe we do have something going on? Because let's, let's, I mean, we talk about the morning after burger, but you and I have very different tastes. I don't know if we could ever agree on a burger that, uh, that could be labeled the morning after. We oh, I think we could. Probably have to have an individual one because I'm guessing you like a lot more stuff on your burger than maybe I do. But I think we could build a pretty good burger. I mean, I remember going to Fuddruckers with you and watching you build your burger, Big J. You weren't messing around. I'll put it that way. True. There's lots of stuff that go that you would put on the burger that I wouldn't want to be a part of. But well, I you respect can't. your decision. <laughs> yes. You're not doing any jalapenos. Fresh right. jalapenos on a hamburger Correct. is pretty good for me. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like we just have different tastes when it comes to what we enjoy and what we don't enjoy. But it was interesting to me that this thing does exist and that it's been around for a little while. So let's give it a little shout out and say, yeah. hey, it's cute. But hey, watch yourself, counselor. <laughs> watch yourself. <laughs> We can be your best friend here. <laughs> or your worst enemy. You decide. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Coming up in a few minutes, we got your important stuff plus your pop culture smackdown. Morning After with Nick and Big J. Well, Big J, you may have stayed at home for Labor Day weekend, but a metric bleep ton of people ended up traveling this Labor Day. It was measured by how many people went through U.S. airport security checkouts. And basically, for the first time in three years, it surpassed pre-pandemic levels, Big J. Everybody was flying on Labor Day weekend. More than 8.7 million people passed through airport security between Friday through Monday. That beats Labor Day weekend back in 2019 before we'd even heard of the coronavirus. And the TSA said yesterday that it was a first for a holiday weekend. Although there have been air travel delays and disruptions throughout the busy summer, there were relatively few problems over Labor Day weekend, which is always good. FlightAware is tracking services for flights and said that airlines canceled some 640 flights over the four-day weekend, which seems like a lot, but that is only 0.06% of the total that were scheduled for the weekend, which is less than one-third the cancellation rate between June 1st and Labor Day. So that's good. Delays were also down, too. So it appeared to be a fairly, I mean, with some minor exceptions, nice travel weekend for everybody, and everybody appeared to be traveling. So there you have it. Are we firing on all cylinders again, Big J? Sounds like it. Probably not. We'll see. Franco Harris's number 32 is going to be retired by the Pittsburgh Steelers on the 50th anniversary, or as close to it as they can get, of the Immaculate Reception. It happened back on December 23rd, 1972. The play, of course, against the, at that point, the Oakland Raiders, which is pretty amazing. They got to see a game, which, of course, has got some pretty questionable footage, but that was before there being camera angles at every particular possible side of things on the football field so they got the best they could in the immaculate reception and counted as a touchdown of course uh, terry bradshaw threw it 
and Franco Harris is the one that returned it all the way for a touchdown. So his jersey will be retired uh, number 32 on the December 24th game, Christmas Eve, against the Las Vegas Raiders. So that's when it's all going down. I'm sure Steelers fans are very happy about that. If you are a Jason Momoa fan, you may not be happy about this. The uh, the Aquaman actor shaved off his signature long locks for a good cause. Not the first time he has done something to himself to help benefit what he hopes is the environment, but he shared a video on Instagram this week that showed his hair being buzzed off so that people stop using single-use plastics. He says he's hoping that it helps people believe in new beginnings and spread the aloha, if you will, Big J. So he wants people to stop using single-use plastics, and he thinks that him shaving his head will at least bring some awareness to it. We're doing our part, Big J. Have you stopped using single-use plastics? For today. All right. Well, listen. Do my best. One, one, uh, I guess, uh, hill at a time, right? Yeah. Trying to think of what single-use plastics I use. I guess maybe some water bottles from time to time, but I'm pretty good about that. I think you think that since you bought me my cup, I now use that mm-hmm. and just wash it off every day. Wash it off. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your important stuff for the eight o'clock hour coming up in a few minutes. We got your pop culture smackdown and a pretty damn big prize attached to it. My point is, you might want to hang around. Here's traffic. But first, it is time for the TDS Fiber Traffic Center, brought to you by Valley Regional Transit. Let's check in with CB. There's a crash on eastbound ID4 just past the county line at milepost 40, the left. Pop culture smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, big prize here as we have a huge show at the Ford Idaho Center Amphitheater Saturday. Corn, Evanescence, POD, and uh, these are premier GA pit passes, Nick. So uh, these are uh, worth a few bucks and uh, going to be a great place to see the show from. Going to do my best to make sure that you earn these and uh, have a good time here in Pop Culture Smackdown. 208-287-1003. If you'd like these pit tickets to Corn and Evanescence, that means you're right up there in the front near the stage. That's the key. But you have to take down Big J in order to get them. Are you earn ready, this. Big J? Yeah, I'm ready. Then to the phones... We shall go. Hello, the X. Hello. Good morning, man. What's your name? Henry. All right, Henry, you're up first. Henry, in the television show The Sopranos, what was the name of the strip club that Tony Soprano operated as a front to his mob business? Was it called the Bang Zoom, the Bada Bing, or the Cowabunga? The Bada Bing. The Bada Bing. Right. Is correct. Bada Bing. Big J, what flavor was the moon in the title of one of Prince's movies that he made? Uh, do I get choices? No, I don't think so. He's only made two movies, so... I mean, what was the flavor of the moon? Yeah, well, I mean, you think of the movies that he made. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I guess you could call it a color, but it's more of a flavor. The say. only thing that's coming to mind is raspberry. Raspberry because of the beret? Yeah. No. Wrong. I have no idea. Uh, what were the two movies Prince was in? Uh, Purple Rain. That's the first one. Right. Followed that up with the less successful. I don't know. Oh, well, then that's going to be the problem. Uh, do you happen to know, Henry? You win no matter Purple what. Purple Rain. Henry? Henry. I don't, I don't know. All right, it's okay. Uh, then maybe I will give Big J some choices. Uh, peppermint, chocolate, or cherry? 
peppermint. Uh, wow, you really didn't know. Cherry. Un- Under the Cherry Moon was right. the name of the other movie that Prince did. Under the Cherry Moon. Cherry would have been the right answer. Congratulations, seems, man. Seems off-brand for him. Tickets raspberry. to corn and evanescence or is just fruit his brand. You never know. Morning After with Nick and Big J. That's it for Pop Culture Smackdown. Some headlines are coming up next on the x Rocks. Thing you need to know. It's time for headlines on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Headlines brought to you by another half price Friday going on this Friday at xrock.com. This time around, you can get fifty dollars to the 1225 Bistro and Wine Bar for just 25 American dollars. So if you like local flavors and you like your wines, 1225 is the spot in Nampa to sip your favorite local wines. Have a great tasting plate along with it. So stop in on Sundays for their brunch, flavors for everybody, and check it out for yourself. Courtesy of Half Price Friday, $50 to 1225 Bistro and Wine Bar for just 25 bucks this Friday, 9 o'clock at xrock.com. Headlines are as follows. You're under arrest. So long, goodbye, and a real crystal skull moment. You're under arrest. A man impersonating a police officer allegedly pulled over a real off-duty police officer. And I can pretty much tell you how this thing ends. The fake one got arrested. Adams County Deputy Gilbert Abuela said he was driving on Interstate 76 in Colorado when a Dodge Durango turned on what appeared to be his police lights and attempted to apprehend him. The actual deputy said that the two vehicles pulled over and this gentleman was wearing a security shirt and carrying a badge. At that point, that is when the deputy identified himself as an officer, and then they detained the actual guy pretending to be an officer until Colorado police arrived. He was arrested on charges of impersonating an officer. I'm trying to figure out, I mean, like, I'm sure it's a power trip kind of a thing that gets people to do it, but I'm not sure, like, I mean, you can't write citations, you can't bring in anybody. But there's still people that impersonate officers just to pull people over, I guess, to yell at them and thinking that they're doing the right thing and policing or, again, pretending they're Yeah, I don't know. Officers. It's dumb. It is a really weird fantasy that people are living out. Like buying a siren to pull somebody over and then, I guess, read them the riot act because it's like nothing you could do is actually, you know, beneficial to the city or the law. So, but it makes them feel like a big man, I guess. But now I feel like a big man in jail, Big J. Yeah, I wonder how they treat fake cops in there. So long goodbye or a real crystal skull moment? Real crystal skull moment. A Brazilian fisherman survived 11 days in the Atlantic Ocean by staying inside a frozen freezer, Big J. His name is Marcado Rodriguez, and he was on a sinking wooden boat when he noticed that the freezer was not sinking. So you know what he did? He jumped inside the damn thing. Nice. Rodriguez said that at one point the sharks did surround the freezer, but he was able to eventually swim away. The 44-year-old, who does not know how to swim himself, remained in the sea in the freezer for 11 days until another fishing boat pulled him aboard. He was then taken into the hospital for dehydration. And a bunch of other things. I mean, he had some sun exposure, all that kind of stuff. He said thinking about his wife, kids, and family gave him the strength and hope to move on. But he's back, and he's feeling okay. So look at that. It works. You can hide in freezers and fridges to avoid any kind of disasters, which is nice. So now you know, man. I mean, I don't know what kind of boat he had. If the wooden boat was sinking, but they had a freezer on <laughs> Yeah, that's like seems like luxury. Yeah. I mean, I know they were fishing, which is probably where they put the fish. But 
I understand why you would I, I, I mean, it can't be a big freezer. I don't know. I, 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 but I also like don't think it's like a cooler either. You know what I mean? Right. It's not like he was crawling inside of a Yeti and trying to stay afloat in the Atlantic Ocean. Costs as much as the boat? Wrap it up with so long goodbye. Cedar Point, Big J, is a very famous amusement park, and it will be closing its top thrill dragster coaster for good, the park announced yesterday. The Ohio Thriller is the second tallest roller coaster in the world. It is 420 feet tall. It's been closed since 2021, though. That is when a small metal object flew off the ride and struck a passenger, injuring him. And that's when they decided to shut it down. Maybe it wasn't safe. The ride had been operating for 19 years and had 18 million riders. But whenever your roller coaster starts to fall apart, that's when it's probably a good idea to tear that thing down. And that's what they're going to do and replace it. Yet to say what they're going to replace it with. But I know you're curious, Big J, so I'll tell you right off no, the bat. I'm not. The King Ka roller coaster in New Jersey is the world's tallest. That one goes up 456 feet. Whoa! So it's up there, if you will. And that's where thrill seekers go, if you're looking for it. Not your. Th- I know it's not your favorite thing in the world. You don't no, like roller coasters. No, it's coasters. the least favorite thing in the world. You have to like something less than roller coasters. I don't know. I mean, snakes? Would you rather hang out with a snake or get on a roller coaster? Snake. I rest my case. I'd rather hang out with a snake. You're lying. Here's traffic. I've done it before. I've seen you with snakes. I've hung out with more snakes than I've gone on roller coasters. Going on a roller coaster is one thing, but you could also be around a roller coaster and not have an inherent fear of it. I've seen you around a roller coaster as well. It's much. You're much more comfortable in the presence of one than you are with a snake. Yeah, snake's a devil. There you go. That is falling in reverse. Voices in my head here on the morning after with Nick and Big J. And Big J, this one's for the kids, right? Yeah, well, you know, the pandemic was an unprecedented uh, time in our history, Nick, and uh, a lot of... uh things happened. One of those things that happened was that uh, our kids moved back home for the most part. Uh, millennials, Gen Zers, for the most part, moved back in, moved back in with mom and dad. And uh, now, two years later, 67% of those uh, still live at home, according to a report by LendingTree. Yeah, the uh, you know, it's not like it's been any easier for people to afford housing, which is one of the biggest reasons why I believe most kids kind of found their way and migrated their way back home. Either economic and job situations change or it just became too much for them to continue paying for their own kind of way of life. And then since things have opened up, things have just gotten more expensive, especially when it comes to housing and trying to find a place to live. Yeah, inflation, uh, obviously one of those that have, that has uh, hit. And then, uh, you know, uh, some, some people here, one of the questions is, is uh, you know, how long is it too long for them to stay at home? And, you know, uh, our perspective, or at least my perspective on this was, you know, my goal was to make sure that our kids uh, were prepared and were able to go out uh, away from us and be successful and be able to, you know, live and enjoy life, right? That's, you know, I want them to be better off where they are at their age than I was. And uh, so one of those 
we were successful in. You know, uh, our oldest Maddie, uh, her and her girlfriend Adara, they uh, they own a home, and so they got in right before the house housing market got really crazy, and so we were very fortunate of that. Uh, and then our youngest Mason, you know, she'd moved out and uh, with her boyfriend, and they'd moved into uh, um, uh, with some friends, and they were doing the roommate thing. And then you know, it's just it one of those deals. Was like, hey, you know, you've got a room here. You guys can live here, uh, rent free, and save up and really be able to find uh, some, you know, a home and those sort of things down the road. And so, you know, that's one of the reasons why we we are perfectly happy with our, our kid uh, living with us. And, uh, you know, it makes it for a great it's, it's a lot of fun, actually. It was kind of a sad time when we were empty nesters. I was going to say, I think I remember we, you being very lonely. Yeah, yeah. We, it was it was a weird transition to make. I mean, it's still going to be hard eventually when that does happen. But uh, it, so it's it's been fun and it has its challenges for sure. But I would much rather have them, you know, living at home and able to uh, have that uh, ability to save and be well prepared for what lies in the future while we can. We, we have that luxury. Yeah, no, that makes sense, of course, because you want the best for your kids. Have you had discussions about when that next step is going no, to be taken no i know it doesn't time. matter to you but maybe the kids are like ready to like you know find a place or yeah something they're like not that. ready to spend seven hundred thousand dollars on a house no so. no but you you know again you know moving doesn't necessarily mean home ownership you know i think that well for us it's like listen it's dumb it's just at this point renting a house it just doesn't make any sense unless as, you're getting help and you can have financial assistance yeah, with like roommate yeah, situation but, yeah. you know as you can see uh, the, 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 the the how difficult it is when you don't own a home right now i mean to us that's like our our biggest goal was to get them into home ownership, home ownership as soon as possible right and that's become difficult over the last couple of yeah. years for sure uh, whether or not that's leveling it out is another case altogether and a uh, city-by-city kind of thing. And we'll see what happens here in the Boise market going forward. But just know, if you got the kids at home, you're probably not alone. And some people like it more than others, Big J. Yeah, you're that's true. Fan. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We got your next chance at some Evanescence and Corn tickets coming up with Bad Impressions next on the x Rock. <laughs> 100.3 The X. And Bad Impressions brought to you by Treasure Valley Subaru. Easy in, easy out location next to the Idaho Center exit off the freeway. And uh, Nick, we've got Corn Evanescence tickets. POD going to be out at the Ford Idaho uh, Center Amphitheater here on Saturday. Tickets still available for that show, by the way. We'll set you up with a free pair here if you can figure out Bad Impressions. Our phone number is 208-287-1003. Bad Impressions works like this. Big J has prepared three clues around somebody that is pretty famous. Figure out who that famous person is in those three clues or less. And you're going to go check out a little show we like to call Corn Evanescence, is presented by the X-Rocks. Hello, the X. What's up, fellas? How you doing, man? What's your name? Mike Beckman. All right, Mike Beckman, you're up first. Yeah, hey, we got a, a fictional character here, okay, Mike? Okay. I like to go on adventures with my grandson. Sometimes those take us to very far away places. Okay, what's the next one? I'm kind of a genius and invented interstellar dimensional travel thanks to my portal gun. You're Rick Mother Evan Sanchez. Yeah! Hey, you got it. Congratulations, Mike. Beckman. Hang on one second. Up with those tickets, the corn and evanescence. What was clue three for fun? Uh, I love Morty, but if uh, this one dies, I've got like a billion in other universes to choose from. And why is Rick Sanchez in the news? Well, we got a new season of Rick and Morty, Nick. Oh my god, uh, which uh, is awesome. It aired Sunday, and then uh, you've got, of course, uh, a great uh, a commercial for God of War, which I figured you must have. 
Have you seen that yet? I've seen the God of War one. I've seen the new Wendy's one. Yes, I've seen And that. specifically, Wendy's is celebrating Rick and Morty's sixth season with new combo meals. So uh, they've got uh, they've got the Portal Time Lemon Lime drink and the fruity or the Fruity Land Fruit Punch alongside limited edition combo meals. Uh, one of those, the rickety rickety wreck combo featuring bacon cheeseburger and bourbon bacon sauce so uh listen the 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 crossovers and all of the uh you know uh just the the um i guess the branded stuff is working really well for rick and morty uh yeah it seems like anything they touch turns to gold that being said i've never taken advantage of any of these special themed versions of things have you uh, no, but I might have to. They got, uh, let's see, September 11th via Uber Eats. Uh, or now through September 11th, you can order the Hot Honey Not Bird Person Combo featuring a spicy chicken sandwich. You do like this spicy? I mean, but it's not it, like, here's the other side to this coin. Like, they're not creating special things. Like, you can order the spicy yeah, chicken yeah, sandwich yeah, at a time. They're yeah. just giving it. They're just renaming name. it, right. rebranding it. Having some fun. Uh, I have not seen the first episode yet. Have you? Yes, yes. Hilarious. Uh, it's great. Sounds like it's Big J approved. Already on board. So, uh, very, very good. Morning After with Nick and Big J. We wrap up the show here next on the X Rocks. That is Disturbed. That is Hey You here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. The end of a productive Wednesday show, come hell or high water. Had a chance to get a movie review from Big J, who said pass on Force of Nature on Amazon Prime, uh, despite his uh, relative attraction to Mel Gibson. He did not enjoy the movie <laughs> because of his bad accent. Is that what it came down yeah, to? Yeah. And it's a bad movie, too. Yeah. So avoid that. We also had a chance to talk about a restaurant that shares a name pretty damn close to ours, man. Uh, but it may be good, it may be bad, who knows, but we do have to at least well, try God, it I out. hope it's good. I, <laughs> I hope it's good, like, too. Like, if you're going to use our names, not maybe coincidence, but it better be good. Yeah, yeah, I mean, again, different spelling name, but we thought it was interesting that there's now a Nick and Jay's restaurant here in the Treasure Valley. So we will have to check that out at some point there at the Boise Spectrum. And, of course, we also talked about it's probably not a great idea to get it on in your car because that makes you a prime uh, opportunity for somebody to carjack you. So, reminder, if you want to get it on in public, that's your call. Just make sure you keep your head on the get swivel. On. That's right. Uh, that leaves you with the floor, Big Jay. Hey, I had uh, an eye exam yesterday how did it go uh you know getting a year older so but uh at a distance so i need some glasses for for further away now correct me if i'm wrong at some point you did wear glasses right yeah yeah and, and in fact uh we had discussed that and that prescription wasn't their best really i didn't need them okay really you got um, them because you thought they looked cool yeah yeah and so i'm gonna use those frames but also this is a perfect excuse for me to get uh designer sunglasses all right. Well, listen. So take that. Wife, stop spending my HSA money on your own stuff. I have now a almost $300 pair of Ray-Bans. Uh, yeah. You did? You really? You bought that? Yeah. All right. Uh, so now photo shoot with you and the dog with the designer sunglasses, yeah, you're right? right? Go all Jerry Seinfeld on it and see what happens. Maybe this could be the the real opportunity you need to go viral. Yeah, look out, Bobby Flay. <laughs> Here we go. Uh, next set of X-Rock brought to you by Pioneer Federal Credit Union. That's it for us. Jason Drew is coming in next. You guys have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs> The Morning After Podcast brought to you by Idaho Advocates. You didn't deserve to be in an accident, but you do deserve an advocate. Make sure you hit them up on their website, IdahoAdvocates.com.